Hey, security peeps, we are live with another edition of Breaking Into Cybersecurity. I am Renee Small, cybersecurity super recruiter, helping awesome leaders hire great talent. And I am here in place of my co-host, Chris Golan, today while he is off traveling. Um, and I have an awesome special guest with me today. I have Dan Klein. Say hi to everybody, Dan. Howdy. How you doing? Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. So folks, before we get started, I know Chris always tells us, I know right now we are streaming live to LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and we, we should have been on Chris's Facebook page, but it seems like there's some kind of glitch there that's not happening. Um, but in any event, please follow us, subscribe, you know, hit the subscribe button on YouTube. We are definitely trying to continue to grow our network. Um, and have you listen to awesome people like Dan and learn about how he has broken into security. So Dan, Chris shared with me that um, somebody's saying no sound. Mm. There's no sound. I can hear you just fine. I can hear (laughs) me fine too. That's very, very (laughs) odd. Um, I'm going to check into that while I do um, a quickie introduction, but Chris had shared with me that you transitioned from um, DevSecOps, is it? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in DevSecOps currently, yes. You're in DevSecOps, but you came from a sysadmin role? Yeah, I started out sysadmin early in my career and kind of bounced around to do, do a different, few different things and, and ended, up, ended up in, um, in a DevSecOps role currently. Okay, perfect. Well, talk to us more about that. Please introduce yourself. Sure. So um, uh, good afternoon for those on the East Coast. My name is Dan Klein. Um, I'm honored to be here uh, with you, Renee. Um, and uh, no, just uh, you know, a brief introduction to me. Um, so I'm currently uh, a people leader in the cybersecurity space and the DevSecOps space um, for uh, a major financial services company on the East Coast. Um, and I've been with them for uh, the last 14 years. Um, I started out in, in, um, in a very pure IT technical role as a um, as a sysadmin, um, really enjoyed it. And in fact, to this day, I sometimes I wonder, I'd love to go back to it sometimes because it's very, looking back at it, it's quite simple compared to the work that we do in security. Um, something's broken, you fix it and, and you move on. Uh, not to say that that's, you know, when you're in it, sometimes you can, you, you, you want to be out of it sometimes. Um, so maybe that's a longing for stuff I've done in the past. Um, so in between then and now, I've done very, I've um, worked in various uh, deeply technical roles in configuration management, um, done work with CI/CD pipelines directly, right? Not as a, not from a security standpoint, but simply from a provisioning and and um, uh, build engineering aspect of that. Um, and where where I currently am, um, I am like I mentioned before, I'm a people leader um, in the DevSecOps space. Um, my team does, uh, in, uh, my team works on integrations. Um, into our enterprise pipeline. So, uh, you know, using SAST and um, uh, uh, not ASC tooling, uh, it's the um, uh, dependency dependency management. I'm trying to remember what the acronym is for it without revealing the vendor, of course. Um, but uh, so, yeah, we're, we're obviously, um, you know, doing this for a large enterprise and it's, it's, a, cha- it's a challenge for a small enterprise and it's certainly um, not easy for large enterprises. So there's new threats every day and we all know what, we, what we've been dealing with lately. Um, Log4j is, a, you know, one of the larger examples, but um, it's certainly been uh, it's certainly been an active field and um, I've enjoyed being part of it. There are times where, like I mentioned earlier, I'd love to go back to be doing um, you know, basic sysadmin work, um, but there's a lot, obviously a lot of growth potential, not just a, from a financial standpoint, but, but, you know, legitimate understanding of trade-offs between, um, between, okay, how, 
how risk averse are we versus how much do we want to limit enablement. So um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed the the kind of bouncing around doing different things. And I found that security has been something that's challenging on a daily basis, but also rewarding in terms of just knowing that, you know, you're enabling, um, you're enabling your your peers and, and your company and, and those around you to be more secure, um, but also trying to help them do the right thing um, at the end of the day, not just hopefully not just telling them no all the time, which I know we're, unfortunately, we're known for that um, in security, regardless of where you work. I think that's people see you as no. And so my goal is to, uh, and, and that of my peers is to say, how can we do it securely? Not no, but trying to help them move towards a secure solution for their, um, for their issues. So that's a little bit about me and maybe a little bit about my kind of rationale and background in, in terms of what I, how I view security. That's awesome. And, and good to hear, you know, the transition and that I want to dig deeper into. Um, but before I do that, I also forgot to, for people to shout out where they are listening from, where they're watching from, you know, around the country, around the world. We always have some really cool folks that are all over and we don't know where they're coming in from. And this is somebody on Twitch who says it's Samuel um, Agaycom, I believe. And is saying he's saying it's his first time here. So welcome. Welcome, welcome. We are here. Chris is usually here every Friday and we're typically on on Thursdays as well. So it's great to have you here and hopefully we can get some good information. Um, and there's some folks that said that the uh, Julia Julio is um, from Texas. The sound is working, so it's good. Um, so yeah, so definitely keep shouting out where you're from. So Dan, I have a, I, I'm always curious as to why people um, move and transition into new roles. So you were a sysadmin, like you said, you thought that you were in the, in the heat of it all, and then you move over into wacky security, <laughs> where there's a whole lot more going on. But what made you, you know, t talk to us about your career progression, because that, and I think people who or maybe sysadmins right now wondering, wow, how did he, you know, how did he move over? Um, it's always a, a really interesting story. So let us know how did that happen? Sure. So, I mean, that's a fantastic question. And if you were to ask me what I was doing when I was in, you know, this was back in 2008, um, being a, being a sysadmin, I would not have told you that I would not have thought that I would actually end up in security. Like it was a desire of mine, not really a, from a, not from a career standpoint, but just like, I like, trying to break things apart and trying to see how I can not break them, but like how I can maybe exploit some limitations. Right. And, and not in a, not in a nefarious way, right. Not an illegal or anything like that, but more of just like, Hey, how can, how can you get something to do with something it shouldn't do? Um, so that's obviously not what I do on a day-to-day -day basis, but um, the way I was looking, the way the, the transition took place was it wasn't, I didn't go right from, being a sysadmin into security, although that's a path that a lot of people take because oftentimes sysadmins are fantastic in security because they are butting heads with the security people all day. So we, we know that, right? Um, but that, that actually makes them great candidates because they, they understand the system and the, the, that's the best thing about them. Like, hey, you have to then understand how that plays into risk and how you interact with your business clients and things like that. But at the end of the day, um, those, are, those are great folks. So for me, there were, there were a, a few intermediate steps um, you know, security wasn't as, as big of a thing as it was in 2008 than it is now, obviously. Um, so the, the steps kind of in between were first I transitioned to a configuration management role, you know, looking at um, 
Today, the example would be through Ansible, right? Using Ansible to automate deployments. Back then, we were using a proprietary technology because Ansible wasn't as popular. Um, it was actually a homegrown. It was a homegrown tool set internal to the company, which was its own brand of fun. But I'll I'll save that uh, conversation for another day. Um, and then from there, that's when I moved into the CI/CD pipeline team, where we were working with the pipeline on a day-to-day -day basis. So you can kind of see the the progression from sysadmin to configuration management to CI/CD pipeline, and where I am now is kind of wrapping those two skills, almost three skill sets into the work that I do and that my team does every day. Now, obviously I'm layering people leadership and project management on top of that, which is its own brand of, of fun. But um, I think what people need to realize is, and oh, by the way, I had an intermediate step where I was an individual contributor on the team before I became the people leader. So um, I think that, so what my career progression, at least what it would show your viewers and, and others interested in it is, hey, there's no straight path to security. And I think the, the good thing is that in, in some ways, the more roles, the more non-security roles that you take up before you come into security, that can position you as a, as a more well-rounded um, uh, candidate for, uh, for folks like me who is a hiring manager, right? Because if I hear, like, I'm not saying that I, you know, I would pick myself necessarily for a role, but just looking at what the qualities of the individual candidates and say, hey, I've done all these things in different areas and I really want to get into security, but man, I'm like, I've got all my bases covered and from a technical standpoint. Um, I'm not saying you have to do this, but I think it makes you a better candidate because you've seen different aspects of, of the things that we run into in security all the time. So I, I, I think, um, so to answer your question, yeah, it was not a straight career trajectory into security by no means, um, but at the same time, it was beneficial, I think, for my career to kind of try out different areas before I went into security um, full force. Um, so I think, yeah, the, the, end, the end benefit for, for folks to know is, hey, it's, it's okay to do a few different things. And, you know, I got lucky, I'll be honest, right? I had a leader who, um, who, who went out of his way to kind of, like I knew, I told him I was passionate about security and, and he went out of his way to make it, uh, to enable that, enable me to make that transition. So I don't know if that was a, another question you might, you might have based on some of the things I shared with Chris ahead of time, but um, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll leave it there for now. I think what you, you know, what you shared was there's so many nuggets in that, you know, one, I think people get discouraged when they don't get an opportunity directly into security. And it's interesting that you, you know, all the steps that you took and from sysadmin to security, like to where you are now or to the interim role, how long, how many years was that? Oh, geez. I mean, so I, <clears throat> so I started, I started as a sysadmin in 2008 and, and only in, I think it was 2018 when I actually formally entered a, like an actual role where it had the word security in it, in the security organization. Um, so right. I mean, that's a, that's a decade, right? But you were doing some security stuff in between. Like, it's obvious, like, as a sysadmin, like you said, the great thing about being a sysadmin is that you're butting up with security all the time. So you're learning the nuances, you're understanding, um, you know, all of these various things that have been happening. Um, and so it's it's so interesting because I, I love to, I think that more people would get into security if they pivoted from another area, especially in technology. Um, I've seen it happen so often. Um, and if they're really, really focused about it, I mean, you you took a path where you did various things to eventually get to security in 10 years, because I don't want people to be like, oh my God, I don't have 10 years. No. <laughs> um, you know, it, it can be a shorter path than that, much shorter. But it's a way in versus 
banging your head against the wall, you know, on the outside, it's like a circuitous path, but you're still getting to the end result. And I think that that is, um, you know, what you shared. I don't want people to not pick that up. Like, this is where you were. You had a, you know, you, you saw what was happening in security. Then you went to, you know, incrementally in these other roles to where you are now. And, you know, for those of us who are a little bit older, <laughs> 10 years, it may seem like a super long time when you're 21, but it really it comes so fast. It True. comes so fast. And we can do it in a shorter period of time. So then what other roles do you think are um, similar to sysadmin roles? And if you, I mean, if you don't know, that's fine too, but I, I have a feeling you may know. Any other roles that you've seen that people have had that you think like, wow, like this person would be great. And now you have a security team. So you now have to start looking at this like, oh, if I can't hire X, like who can I bring in to train who may already have like a lot of these skills and kind of have the understanding so they'll be easier to train up. What other roles have you seen people do that you think would be like an easier transition into um, security? Yeah, so <clears throat> I know it's a stereotype, and I know some people. It, my own sister is is interested in in doing some more IT oriented stuff, and and we've gone back and forth about you know can you you know should you try out like a help desk job first? I know that like I said that's a stereotype, and then people get upset and they're like, well, but you can you can have an entry level cybersecurity job, and that's true. They exist. It's it is a challenge, right? And I think there is you know I'll be candid, right? I think there is some gatekeeping that goes on, um, but at the end of the day, I think. I think there's no harm in a, in a help desk job where like, even if you're like, I go back to some of the things that I put on for my CISSP when I passed, when I passed it, right? Like some of the areas of expertise, it's like, Hey, I've reset user passwords that counts as doing some security work. And I think what people need to understand, and I'm maybe going off a bit of a tangent, but I think what people need to understand is insecurity, at least in the, you know, where the, how, where the market is currently Resetting someone's password and and maybe understanding um, you know roles in an IAM system is actually a pretty awesome experience to have and that that makes you actually more marketable. So you know help desk um, even an entry level developer Java JavaScript um, Ruby Python right you're you know if you can kind of the way I look at it is if you can spin your experience in a way that you're saying like hey for example if you're a developer you're like hey I'm writing security tests right. And you can, you can parlay that into, hey, I understand it, and maybe I understand security in a different context. But at the end of the day, I'm able to, you know, bring that experience here, and you bring value just by the experience that you have. It isn't necessarily something that you're, um, that you, you know, are doing on the weekends. Like you're doing it for your day job, you're getting paid for it, so you're not, you know, some people love to do, you know, Raspberry Pi things, but that's, you know, that's obviously up to them. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, roles, um, yeah, help, you know, help desk analysts, there's no harm in that. Um, entry level programming roles, um, you know, a lot of, I, I guess, it's roles kind of adjacent to those, I would think, right? And I, I know they've got varying names, there's like help desk analyst or help desk, you know, um, support, things like that. Um, and, it, and I would say, actually, what I should have said from the beginning was, it is dependent on what area of security you're, you're interested in, right? So, for example, if you're going to go into um, threat hunting or red teaming or, or um, you know, blue teaming, right, those areas are going to have kind of needs that are, that are different. And I think, you know, going back to the example I shared earlier, I think it's helpful to know what am I targeting? Okay, how, and then how can I take the position that I'm in currently and make it so that, you know, the, or, or just 
I've advised some some mentees that I've spoken with over the years. I've said to them, I said, look, like have have a target role in mind, and then once you have that target role in mind, you can then say, okay, here's the things I'm paid for to paid to do on a day to day basis in my current job. How can I do more things that get me closer to the role that I'm looking at? So um, I think you know it's good to have those roles in mind, the, those entry level roles in mind to like get you to it. But I think more important is to have um, is to kind of build in some security practices to your current role based on the role that you're you're seeking, and I think that'll that'll always I mean that'll always do do you good regardless of the role you're going into regardless of the field right like if you wanted to be um, I don't know like a dairy farmer at some point right it's like hey you know maybe you won't be able to do that in, from an, on a programming basis but hey you want to you know in, maybe you're reading up on things during the day right so I, I think I think that advice is pretty pretty universal in terms of hey where do I what role am I targeting it isn't necessarily like I want to get into security. Okay, well, there's a lot, right? There's a lot there. So, um, yeah. So that's what I would say is, you know, the the roles are varied, and it and it is based on um, the area of security that you're interested in. I think that's fantastic advice. I mean, just reverse engineering your way into security without trying to go after that security analyst entry level role that are becoming right. fewer and fewer. Mm-hmm. in the marketplace. I mean, before it used to be the SOC analysts, but a lot of SOC analysts have been outsourced. There's so many different things. So, and and I and I also want to um, make people aware that this is not only purely, you know, brand new traditional college grad, you know, brand new person, um, that folks who are already in well into their careers, so you, you know, some of the things you talked about, junior developers, Python developers, things like that, you could be a senior, you know, mm-hmm. seasoned Python developer and bump right over into um, application security because, right. you know, depending on what it is, this is what you, you're doing. So you're on the flip side of it. Now you're going on to the other side. Right. So um, I just wanted to make people aware of that, that one aspect. And then also um, reverse engineering. I love how you described like, hey, you know, the adjacent role to the role that you want. So you may not be able to get directly into a security analyst position, but what can you get to that's like right next to the security analyst position that works with the security analyst so that now, you know, the next step or two steps away is this role. Um, So really understanding, rounding out those skills and, and doing your due diligence and research and research isn't only reading it somewhere because it's very hard when you read a security analyst role it's probably not going to say well we liaison with sysadmins you know like it's right. not going to say right. that right so talking to people like dan talking to the other folks that i know chris has been doing a phenomenal job of talking to on this this um version of the podcast and even the CISO thursday's version where they could say oh yeah like we have to talk to these people every week you know when in one of the companies i work with we there was internal audit was like pretty much parked out in our back like literally there all the time <laughs> they liaisoned all the they were always right. there we had all these controls we had these various issues they were always there so guess who one of the people that got into security one of those t- t- right. it internal auditors you know <laughs> so that's the way it works because you want that person's expertise the person and the, the leader is like you know what these internal auditors are on our back let me bring one, you know, and this person's interested. Yep. I can train him up on something else, but I want to use his into his uh, his other expertise in the internal audit space. Okay, what are they coming for with this? What are they looking for right. with that? You know, they they that's the that's the the 
that's the reason why we say, you know, like, don't throw away, as we sometimes say in the U.S., I know there's people from the U.K. and stuff, but don't throw away the baby with the bathwater. Like, don't mm -hmm. feel like because you have 15 years of experience as an administrative assistant, that that is not useful for you in right. somewhere in security. Um, so I just want to really reiterate that. So I'm going to shout some people out, as we always do. These folks are here from different parts of the country and the world. So Julio, like I said, is here from Texas. Xavier is checking in from Rocket City, Huntsville, Alabama, which is cool. Um, our buddies over at InfoSec Live said, nothing wrong with making your own luck. So Dan, when you were talking about earlier, you know, getting yourself into that role. Um, Vincent Thomas, hey, Vincent, is out, out here from Baltimore. Um, we have Simon is here, yay, from the UK. Simon from the UK. Grace in Connecticut. Um, and then Sam again says, my software development system, so software developer, systems engineer student. So oh, he is or she is a software development, software developer, systems engineer student, um, web security AI um, in the degree. So also in cybersecurity. So has, I think, I believe he has four years in cybersecurity. So please actually, what field can he go into? Um, seems like a lot of different fields he could potentially go. Yeah, I mean, uh, just in just looking at that, right, and, you know, just trying to parse it, um, it, it seems like, hey, you know, uh, he, he's in a, he or she is in a software development, um, done some system engineering, web security, things like that. I mean, you know, like we were talking about earlier, um, the folks who, who work in development have, have often been fantastic in AppSec, right? And, and um, you know, looking at both manual and automated security, right? There's plenty of, we all know there's plenty of SaaS tooling out there. There's a vendor who would love to sell to you every day. Um, but also um, there are still some firms who do manual assessments. And so um, actually some, one of the things that, that we utilize where I work, um, we do utilize some external folks who do, who, who do that kind of work for us on, on our behalf. Um, so, you know, you could always, you would always get connected with those firms that do that if that's what you want to do every day. Um, and then there's obviously, you know, uh, an opportunity to do that within the, you know, the company full time. Um, so I think, um, just looking at, I'm, I'm looking at those varied, um, those varied fields. I mean, uh, the way I look at it is, I mean, I would suggest AppSec for this individual with just knowing what, you know, what's, what's here on screen. Um, but a, a lot of times too, you have to marry up, Hey, what's, what are my interests? Not just what am I good at? So that's always a challenge. And I've candidly, it's something I've struggled with the, the majority of my, uh, my career as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, right. It's up to the individual at the end of the day. Um, but just looking at what's here, I mean, I, I, I would, my first you know suggestion would be AppSec, um, and there's, cool. you know, hundreds of flavors of AppSec too, right? Just because you're in a specialty doesn't mean it's, it's done differently in plenty of different places. And there are plenty of different tools and there are plenty of different ways to slice it. Just like I was talking about earlier, like working in a, you know, a, a static analysis or a dynamic analysis or interactive, right? There, there's so many different ways. And I guess that's the beauty, but it's also the curse, right? You can also get into a situation where you're like, uh, I don't want to do this little thing anymore. I want to do like all the things. And then you have to start looking at different roles or different, um, you know, different, different uh, organizations for sure. Right. Absolutely. So, um, okay. Awesome. So a couple more people, Kim is here from Vancouver. Uh, Alicia says hello from California. Hello. And Newton is here from Boston. 
Grace says, um, IT support provides you with more skills. It definitely does because you're seeing all the headaches that other people <laughs> are having. So right. anytime, I mean, the reason why I know folks say people shy away from help desk, I get it, especially with the degree, right? Because right. you spend all this money, you have a degree. It's just like, well, I could have gone and helped us out of high school. Like, right. you know, why am I doing this? However, I understand where the folks that are coming from are saying, like, you learn so much from being in these support roles and these analyst roles. And it's not only help desk. There's other, there's a myriad of other, um, you know, entry level or early career types of roles, like for people who just don't have a lot of experience in technology as a whole. Help desk is one of the biggest, broadest ones. Um, do they still have desktop support? Is that still? I mean, you know, plenty of companies that these days are returning to work in person. So um, you you need those folks, whether they're contracted or or they work full time for the right. company. So uh, maybe it's a little different these days. It's you know uh, maybe there's fewer people that do that, or they have like these days. I know a lot of companies are transitioning to a more centralized um, in person help desk model. So you bring your equipment right. to that as opposed to them coming right. to your desk. So right. Um, yeah, so help desk desktop is kind of similar. We're dating. I'm dating myself. <laughs> That's okay. No, no, it's okay. I remember the old days when companies actually had in 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 house, you know, help desk folks where it wasn't um, mostly or 100% outsourced. So it definitely. Oh yeah. yeah, I remember that too. That you could go down and see the person. Right. No, I remember that too. I, I used to work across when I when I was a sysadmin. We were we were co-located with the help, not not very close to them, but I would walk by them to get coffee in the morning. So and they were all friendly, and you know they don't they don't exist as much anymore. So. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, okay, so let's see. After 15 years in security, just changed to PCI and I'm now an ISA just to mix it up a little. And I don't know which LinkedIn user this is, so I'm going to pull that up in a second. Uh, but I do want to, Dan, I want to be cognizant of time. I know we started a little bit late and sure. we are com coming up on 35 minutes after the hour. Do you have another couple minutes just to? Oh, sure, sure, absolutely. Okay. No, and, it's okay. my, and, it, and for the audience's awareness, it's, it was my fault. My, uh, my, my other <laughs> machine, the, the webcam, the internal webcam decided to go on a fritz. Uh, and and that was 100% uh, of me. I should know better. I, I picked the wrong laptop today, clearly. It's all the many times it is me <laughs> with my varying activities. You probably hear some kids carrying on in the background. Um, but that's Joshua Kennedy who said that he just, um, after 15 years of security, changed to PCI. So, you know, people go back and forth, which is nice to switch it up, mix it up, learn something new. It's always good. Um, Sam says, thanks to that. Thank you very much, sir, for providing his, um, you know, an update. So Grace has a question. How can I get into hands-on security rather than RMF controls, my words, quote, paperwork or technical secretary? <laughs> um, so that's that's really interesting, right? And to go back to what you were saying um, about, you know, there are people who work in um, people who go back and forth a lot between between risk and audit and cybersecurity. And I feel like that's that's not a, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a it's it's healthy um, because you need to be, you know, um, I think you need to have a broad understanding of risk and controls in cybersecurity. And the cybersecurity folks. Um, uh, it, you, you need to have a good understanding of each other, right? Because one one typically drives the other, or one is you know influenced by the other. So you you know I think it's helpful to have have that crossover experience, um, and also you know to switch it up, as I think the the prior commenter commenter mentioned. Um, so how about getting into hands-on security? Um, I mean, I, I the way I look at this is I, I think it's okay to 
to, to use Grace's words, um, technical secretary. Believe me, I know what that is because we have a lot of them where I work. Um, I'm not knocking them. They're, they're needed, right? We have to we have to push paper a lot of times and we need to push our vendors sometimes and the best people some of the best people to do that are the people who are organized and can do that work so um i i wouldn't you know if you're if you're morally opposed to it then i would you know say hey like don't do it but i don't think there's any harm in that to use it as a stepping stone as long as you understand that you you know you're going to time limit it and that it is that it is a stepping stone and that you don't have a fear of getting stuck in it right because my that would be my worry for you that hey you would get stuck in it or, or feel like you're trapped and or pigeonholed, right? So I, I think I, I think I understand. Like if I can read into that a little bit, the context is like, hey, I don't want to get stuck here. Um, I, and I guess the other question for for Grace is, hey, where are you coming from? Because if you're if you're coming from an area that isn't traditional security or that a hiring manager like me wouldn't necessarily recognize, you may need to go through that controls or risk risk management space or that you know technical secretary space um, to to, to kind of get that experience and at least to brush up on them, just the, the, the word, you know, the, the words that are commonly used, the jargon in the industry. Um, I hate, to, I hate to, I hate to admit to that, but I think, you know, as a, as a, as a hiring manager myself, I listen for those things and for better or for worse, like if a candidate can speak in those words and I can, you know, we can have a conversation in those words that makes it a little bit of an easier conversation. I'm not saying it's necessarily right, but I think having an understanding of the, you know, of the, of the commonly used words in the field and, and also like being able to point to experiences. So, hey, if you have experience in controls and risk management and things like that, that's 100% okay to point to and say, and I can apply those things here. So I think you're noticing it like kind of a, a theme here. It's like having some having experience and having um, skills that you can point to that translate well into cybersecurity, which candidly, there's there's plenty of opportunity for that, right? Outside of, you know, coming from an entirely different field. Like if you were, um, you know, if you're an arborist working on trees all day, like I think it would be kind of hard to to parlay that into cybersecurity. But um, I, I think it, you know, again, going back to those adjacent fields, I think you'll have a, that's a great opportunity to to build that expertise, um, even if it isn't a traditional security role. But yeah, looking at audit controls, risk, things like that. I mean, that's you you can't get any closer to cybersecurity without actually being in it when you're when you're when you're looking at those roles. Um, and I like people like that because they have a really open mind and they're not always focused on the technical solution. Because I, I can't tell you how many times and I've got I've got some awesome people on my team, but they are just focused on what tool can I use to fix this? Not hey maybe there's like a, we can do a technical and a non-technical solution to this and marry them together and and it doesn't have to be costly or complex. So. And those are the right kind of people that I, you know, I'd love to onboard in in a in in my field for sure.
but I believe we lost Renee. I'm not sure where she went. Um, hopefully she'll be back with us shortly. Hey Dan. Hey there. About that, <laughs> my internet, the everything just went out. Like, oh no, flashed, everything went black. So, um, I'm so sorry. And it looks like uh, I, I think people might be gone. Um, so sorry about that, folks. So I heard you. I was um watching actually from from um. <laughs> one second <laughs> I was watching from my phone while it all happened chiming in saying that my my internet was down and I was on my way back but I heard you giving some great advice to Grace um, and telling sharing with her you know like you need the technical writers you need the folks you know technical quote-unquote technical secretaries um, and folks that are have the controls experience in all those various backgrounds and that's about as close to security as you can get. And then, you know, the hands-on piece is probably just, and I, I don't know if you said this, you know, partnering or getting getting even closer, using that day job to get you into the more hands-on stuff, like understanding maybe connecting with someone there that you build a bond with or whatever and saying, hey, what can I learn? You know, the few things that I can potentially pick up to get more hands-on. I'm really interested in getting hands-on. I'm passionate about this. Yes, my day job is the RMF control space, but... I really want to get hands on and what else can I do? So um, great, great advice. So uh, InfoSec Live said here, nothing wrong with making your own luck, which is, I agree 100%. So Dan, I am going to, um, it is 43 minutes past the hour. I just wanted to come back on and wrap up and have you give any good advice. If you have one piece of sage advice that you wanted to give to folks, you you know, started out as a sysadmin, it's been 10 years, um, and gotten pivoted on into security, what would you tell them? I would say never give up. Um, and I think one of the things that, that and, and that maybe that's like cliche or whatnot, right? But I think one of the things that people don't talk about enough is where they failed. Um, and I'll say that it took me at least two or three different tries to get into security. Um, my first try, it was really rough because I really wanted to be into it. I had a great interview. I had a great relationship with the hiring manager, but I knew that there were people more skilled than me who, who, who were going to 
you know, who ended up getting that role. Um, you know, don't give up and, and don't let the, don't let a no be a never, right? Because if you, if you let that be the case, then you stand to lose a lot more. Keep interviewing. I think you'll, you'll find that you'll eventually get to a sweet spot where it's not a, it's not an interrogation, right? Obviously that's going to depend on the hiring manager, but it, it's not an interrogation for you. You're just looking at the next opportunity to see, um, to see how things work out for you. Um, and so, yeah, I would say, you know, continue to, um, continue to be passionate about it. Don't let a no turn you, you know, turn you sour um, because you're, you're going to get it at some point, right? The, 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 the longer you're at it, it's just statistically speaking, um, the more likely it is that, that you're going to get that opportunity that you're looking for. Um, and I think one of the, I, I did see one of the questions come in. I just want to, um, if I can add, add something else on, um, someone was asking about if they, um, uh, like what would be a good, a good place for, uh, what was it? Mentorship or, or some, oh, how did, are, are there resources that help people pair with? And I, so I'm active on Cyber Mentor Dojo. Um, I don't know how many people use that. I, I've gotten a few mentees through that and there's some awesome folks out there that are really interested in, in getting that. Um, I'm plugging that, not, I don't own it. I don't have any interest in it. It's just some, I'm just active on it. And I've, I found a lot of great folks that are interested. So, um, you know, I'm there if you, if you want to reach out to me through that, uh, through that mechanism. And I'm always happy to, to talk to people about, you know, more personal advice based on their interests and, and where they've been. So, yeah, I mean, it's been a real pleasure, Renee, um, and, and, you know, appreciate the time. And hopefully this is helpful to folks here and, um, you know, really enjoyed the, the conversation this afternoon. Same here. I really, really, truly enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Dan. And folks, so we will see you again next Thursday and next Friday, next Thursday for Breaking Cyber CISO Thursdays and next Friday for Breaking into Cyber Security, but it should be on Chris's um, LinkedIn profile. So we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.